Hey everyone, it's Abby and Caitlin from DeLand Gibson Insurance. So we work with our risk advisors to assess and lower our clients' total cost of risk. And we're chicks! So we're off to a really hot start today, considering I spilled coffee all over my brand new white pants that I took the tags off this morning. Dude, it's really going downhill today, kinda. Yeah. I left my entire work bag at home. Yeah, it. It's just going downhill, but here we are, super excited to be here and record this podcast today. We have a special guest, Jonathan Sweeney. Hi, Risky Chicks. Thanks so much for having me on. I'm the director of personal lines here at DeLand Gibson. I've been doing personal insurance for over 20 years, so I'm excited to have some questions thrown out at me. We're super excited to have you, and we feel that with Jonathan's 20 years of experience, he's going to have some amazing insight into our topic today about jewelry and insurance. So a couple weeks ago, we just had the Met Gala, one of fashion's biggest nights, not only for the designers of the gowns and costumes, but also for the jewelry. That's a huge topic that people talk about when the Met Gala comes around every year. Gaga was said to be wearing $200 million worth of jewelry. Goals. Goals, right? (laughs) Kim was literally dripping in diamonds also goals. Lily Collins had on a necklace that could only be opened using a tool to undo the clasp. And only one person has access to that tool. That's it. How crazy is that? I only, like, I saw that in um, the movie Ocean's 8 where they had to use that special magnet tool to get the necklace off. I had no idea that was something that would happen in real life. I know, it's crazy. Yeah, wild. So something really interesting that I read that I honestly wasn't even aware of um, was that when these celebrities go out onto the red carpet wearing millions and millions of dollars worth of jewelry, it's actually the celeb's job to get the jewelry that they're either loaning or borrowing insured. I automatically just assumed that the people that, you know, loan these articles of jewelry, you know, like Tiffany, Cartier, all the high-end diamonds, that it's their job to get it insured because, you know, that's their jewelry out on the carpet with, you know, at a venue that can hold, you know, hundreds of thousands of people, you know, it's probably very possible for either a stone to fall out, you know, a necklace to break, something to get lost. And it's the celeb's job to get that insured. I was like mind blown by that. There's also so much security around these celebrities. Like you probably wouldn't recognize them as security because they're they're undercover. I know, the whole, you know. But they're exactly. on watch for all these high-end expensive pieces of jewelry that they're wearing to make sure that doesn't happen. Exactly. Yeah, I just found that so fasc- fascinating. So besides the Met Gala, it's also engagement season. Uh, we saw that J-Lo and A-Rod just got engaged. Uh, her ring is said to be about $10 million dollars. Girl's got a boulder on her finger. Thanks, huge. (laughs) Jealous. Scarlett Johansson just got engaged as well. Other celebrities are getting getting engaged. Um, Jax Taylor's ring that he proposed to Britney with was $70,000. Like, so expensive, but so beautiful. I know. So besides these millions and millions dollars worth of jewelry that uh, we just talked about, let's get down on a more realistic level of us yeah (laughs) so caitlin and i have friends that are either getting married got engaged so that's why we have jonathan on with us he's going to talk about you know the basic policies that we have on what to do if we have a serious 
sentimental uh, piece of jewelry that, you know, needs to be protected. So, Jonathan, what goes into the basic policy when it comes to homeowners, personal property, tenants and renters? That's a great question, because if you do, if you have already taken out a tenants or a homeowners policy and you haven't scheduled anything onto the policies, the, the coverage is very, very limited. So, for example, let's take a $10,000 diamond ring and, and, you know, the coverage itself is, um, if without being scheduled, is limited. So if you lose the item, you just can't find it, you take the ring off to wash the dishes and it's gone. Um, that's mistake disappearance without scheduling the item that's just simply not covered um, let's say a covered loss would be if, if the jewelry piece was stolen so someone broke in you have a police report and they they took everything including the ten thousand dollar diamond ring you're subject to your all risk deductible which is usually five hundred a thousand dollars and um it's it's just something that they they only have limited coverage on particular policies. So let's say it's two thousand dollars or twenty five hundred. That's all you're really going to get, and then they're going to implement that deductible. So really, isn't going to come close to properly insuring your your piece of jewelry. Yeah, that's awesome. So in that response, you mentioned scheduling it. So what's the difference, and how would you schedule it separately? Sure. So it's very, very important to talk to an agent like us to just simply have a um, appraisal done or if it's recently purchased, it probably came with an appraisal or a receipt with a great description of the item. So you really want to schedule it. So that just means putting it uh, on your policy separately and, and paying a little extra for the coverage. Um, so let's again take the $10,000 diamond ring. They're going to note in the appraisal cut, color, clarity, and um, you know, you're going to have the ring scheduled onto your policy. More importantly, it's it's nice to talk to an agent about scheduling it for um, agreed value versus just replacement costs. So if you don't, you know, pay a little extra for that agreed value, they're just going to go ahead and replace the item, cut color clarity that you had on the appraisal, and their job as an insurance company is to make you whole again. So if they simply go out and replace the item for $8,000, that's all they're responsible to, to do um, by insuring it for a greed value you're saying that you know let's say the ten thousand dollar ring they're just you're going to give your agent a call let them know that the item's been lost um and they're going to just cut you a check for the ten thousand so it's a much better way to insure the item i don't know abby i think i'd rather pay more and get my ring back the way it was right oh, hell yeah yeah i don't want someone else picking out my ring no give yeah. me the money no. yeah no i i want that same ring that has so that would have so much value yeah, yeah. so true so yeah so jonathan you were kind of going into the like kind and quality versus a cash out option so is what you're saying that probably the cash out option is the better side of the coverage in terms of having, you know, what you already had that was lost or stolen? Yes, absolutely. So greed value, cash out option, those are available, whether it's a middle market program, if you have, you know, a tenant's policy or a modest house. And certainly if you, uh, you know, are um, a higher end client that has, you know, 
thousands and thousands of dollars worth of jewelry. Um, you can get that cash out option replacement cost on either, you know, the middle market or the high end uh, policy. So it's definitely something available. Typically, when you schedule, you know, large lists of jewelry and high valued items, and you're in the realm of, you know, the, you know, millions of dollars worth of jewelry, you certainly would be with a high end market that would give you that uh, cash out option and replacement cost on the jewelry. But you can still buy it if you're, you know, like me, you and, and Caitlin, it's it's something you can purchase at middle market. Um, if Even if you just have a tenant's policy, you can buy back that agreed value so you don't have to go through a hassle if the item is lost or stolen. You can simply just take the check for the 10000 and go out and replace the ring. That's awesome. So another point that just popped in my head is a lot of people, Abby and I's age, who are probably going to get engaged soon, hopefully. I don't know. I mean, who knows? But we don't necessarily like to pick up the phone and we will do our research online and try and find somewhere to get that coverage. So what's the difference between calling up an agent and going online? Yeah, honestly, I think people our age and our generation are more likely if it's online, we're doing it. If it's through social media, we're doing it. Like, no thanks on the phone call to someone else. That's kind of where the technology is taking us these days. So, Jonathan, what's your opinion on that? Yeah, I think it is definitely very important to speak to an agent like us. A lot of times, if you just go online, you simply don't know what you're buying. You know, certainly you don't get to speak to someone about the difference between, um, agreed value or, you know, actual cash value, something that, you know, they can go out and replace the ring for whatever they can find it for. So I think that's the distinction. You know, it's important to speak to an agent about, okay, I'm paying the extra money to schedule this item, but what am I really paying for? Am I paying for, you know, a a situation where they'll send me a check for what I've paid for? So basically, if you pay based off of $10,000, you know, they'll cut the check for the $10,000 and, um, you know, and send it on out to you versus them being able to choose what uh, store you can purchase it from and, you know, the quality materials that they're comfortable with. And if they can do it for less, they certainly will do that if you don't, you know, buy it, the agreed value portion of it. That's awesome. I think that would make me pick up the phone and call an agent rather oh, absolutely. than... Absolutely, <laughs> yeah. I, would, I want that value back. I know I said that earlier, but I think it's really important for people our age to understand that there is value behind calling, picking up the phone and calling someone because when we're younger, we don't know no. the value. Um, just to bounce off of what Caitlin just said, you know, like I definitely have pieces of jewelry that my grandma has left me. So, you know, with that sentimental value to it, I would totally would prefer calling up an agent and getting the best possible coverage for that instead of, you know, if something were to happen to it, I don't want the basic coverage. Yeah, and I think Jonathan gave us great explanations on why we should understand the value and why these articles that you do schedule are extremely valuable and the insurance companies know that. So that's why that cash out option is the best option and it's offered. Yeah, and in particular with custom jewelry, you really want to go to the jeweler that that you choose, that maybe your grandmother had the ring made. And so with the cash out option, with that $10,000 check, you can simply, you know, go and and have that ring custom made again. Um, With the actual cash value option, you know, a situation where they're just going to get you a similar cut color clarity, they could go down the street at any jeweler and replace it maybe for even less than the $10,000, you know, scheduled piece. And it's certainly not going to be custom. Yeah, I know that most rings and a lot of girls' engagement rings are custom made. And that makes Mm -hmm. it even more sentimental to them because 
it's something special that's going to be on their hand for the rest of their life. Exactly. Yes. Like someone, you know, their fiance went out of their way to make a ring that was specifically meant for that person. And that carries a lot of meaning in it. Exactly. So, Jonathan, you mentioned something earlier about whether a piece of jewelry is lost or if it's stolen. Is there different coverage based on whether or not, you know, a stone goes missing or if it's lost or stolen? Yeah, well, that actually goes into, you know, what really whether or not you're scheduling the piece. So a lot of people think that if they buy $50,000 worth of personal property coverage, they would maybe assume that the $10,000 ring falls within that coverage. And it just doesn't. Uh, with homeowners policies, tenants policies, it's actually the limitation is there. So again, back to the $2,000, limitation you might have on a regular homeowners policy subject to your deductible. So that's coming out of that, you know, portion of of the value of the ring. Um, So really scheduling it at agreed value is preferred. Again, it costs a little extra, but it's so, so important to schedule the item. If you choose not to schedule the item, you're really at risk. I mean, there's so many types of losses that are, you know, could possibly happen. A stone falling out again isn't covered if you don't schedule the item. If you just lose the item, it's not covered. You just really need to talk to a good agent about scheduling the piece, and hopefully you pay a little extra and schedule it for agreed value. Thanks, Jonathan. So, yeah, if you want your millions and millions of dollars worth of jewelry insured, give Delane Gibson a call, or if you want a little sentimental piece of jewelry or a good old engagement ring, also give Delane Gibson a call. Yes, so Jonathan, thank you so much for taking time out of your day to join us on The Risky Chicks to talk about jewelry and pop culture and the proper way to insure it. So a little preview to our next episode. Yeah. Uh, Hurricane season is coming up. Hurricane season, natural disasters. I know we unfortunately experienced um, some serious wildfires in California. Um, We'll get into that. Yeah, we're going to really take a deeper dive into what those claims looked like for people out in California and what the claims could potentially look like for hurricane season if you're not properly covered. Exactly. So thanks for listening, and don't get yourself caught up in some risky Risky business. business.